Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today on O-Face Wrestling. This is your host, JT, and today I am joined by Emily May and TK Trinidad, a.k.a. the Canadian Destroyer from Women's uh, Wrestling Talk Pod. So thanks for joining us today, ladies. Hey, hey, thanks hey. for having me. Yeah, Absolutely. I'm glad I got that all correct because I was like, I, I always kind of like suck at like, you know, remembering a long line. So I'm glad I got that right. <laughs> yeah. But. I like it. So you care you going and destroying stuff? Is that what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just out here making cocoa butter. I don't know about the destroying stuff. Me, my my other life, my other life. I mean, I see that all the time on all like a lot of your interviews, where you always you know introduce yourself as the Canadian destroyer. I don't know where you got that from, but oh well, I'm Canadian, and um, I don't know. I think I just liked giving everybody a nickname because this was back when we first started with Evan. And um, actually, it also came from football. There was a chick when I played football, she was the Nigerian nightmare and wanted something Canadian-esque. And, you know, Canadians don't hurt people. So it's a good oxymoron. So, yeah. And TK, when I joined Women's Wrestling Weekly, now Women's Wrestling Talk, uh, TK gave me the <laughs> farmer's daughter as my nickname. I had no but idea where it came. It just... <laughs> If I would have known that, I would have used that as your AK. Yeah, because I, I think I have a sweet disposition, right? You're kind of like down to earth and yeah. I, don't know. I think it's the Emily May. I think it's the May part. The southern, that, yeah, 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 southern feel. Yeah. Yeah. So I yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like there's like a TV show that takes place in like the South or something like that, where they is there someone that's something May or somewhere. You know, I, yeah. it, it does sound familiar. But yeah, let's get started. So um, first of all, like, tell me a little bit about your show and what you all do on Women's Wrestling Talk Pod. Uh, well, Women's Wrestling Talk is the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Uh, we've been around. <laughs> we've been around for gosh, I don't know, four five, years now. Five years. Yeah. Five years. I don't know. A lot. A very long time in my in my book. Um, and uh, it started off as an interview show, um, and we've interviewed the likes of you know, Gail Kim to Trish Stratus to a lot of indie wrestlers, a lot of people who before they even made it to, um, you know, WWE, AEW, they came on our show. Um, so start off as an interview show and we just want to bring um, before women, is even before the Me Too movement, actually, we just want to really highlight women in wrestling. And believe it or not, there are a lot of women in wrestling and um, we just want to give them a platform. Yeah, and I think what's what's great about our show is we not only include wrestlers, but we've had commentators, we've had broadcast team members, we've had refs on, we've had kind of everyone, and it's it's transitioned and grown so much over mm -hmm. the years. And TK, I know you can attest to that that there's been more and more women added to the wrestling industry and what they mm -hmm. do in the, it, what they do in the industry, and so that's been yep. really exciting to watch as we've gone from interview to interview. Yep. So when it comes to like interviewing, you know, women in wrestling, is that something that you started doing right off the bat or did you kind of just start talking about wrestling and kind of like transition into the interview part? Um, wow. So essentially it started off, I'll give you the short version. Um, essentially it started off, I was actually, um, I got back into wrestling. So shout out to Xavier Woods. So I just started watching wrestling because of him. We were friends or our friends. And um, I just so happened to be working at a network station uh, after Buzz TV. Uh, X-Pac, um, Sean Waltman had a show there and Christy St. Cloud had just moved over to WWE at the time and they were looking for a host. And I had randomly said maybe three months before that, that I like wrestling. And 
they plugged me in and it was a lot in the beginning, but um, I really, cause I really just appreciated WWE because like my friend Xavier was on there not like I was toting it, but it's like, I just wanted to show support. Mm-hmm. And because of being on that show, I've learned, I learned so much. So through that show, they actually came up with the idea of women's wrestling and then we tweaked it. And then well, maybe what, three weeks later, uh, women's wrestling weekly was born and um, then it's uh, morphed into women's wrestling talk. And, you know, it's like I said, there's been a lot of amazing people have been on the show. Like you can, uh, highlight like Thunder Rosa mm-hmm. before Mission Pro before all that stuff you know she came on the show twice and she she was amazing she is amazing and just to see what she's doing now and how she's pushing women's wrestling and see her on AEW it's like I feel like you know she's living the dream for a lot of us so it's really nice um you know how that all came about so you know shout out to Afterbuzz yeah. TV and shout out to Xbox mm-hmm. for sure yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of incredible because I've seen we've had uh, talent on and we've talked to them before they get signed to NXT, before they go to AEW, before they, before mm-hmm. they go to Impact. And what's we kind of have like magical powers on our show. And there's kind of like a magical uh, feeling that, that guests get where we kind of give them uh, a, a platform to speak about their experience in the industry and what their dreams are for the future. And what's really exciting is when we look back at the interviews and clips that we've and the people that we've spoken to, some of those dreams have co- have come to fruition, yep. and uh, it's it's incredible. Like we like we spoke to um, to um, uh, uh, to Aja, who's like the 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 ref in uh, WWE, and we mm-hmm. talked to her right before she got signed, and like she, obviously she didn't say anything, but there was something in the air that we knew something was yeah. was possible, and that like history was going to be made. And um, that's what's so special about women's wrestling talk is we're we're moving we're moving the marker closer and closer to have a more inclusive industry by just the conversations we're having. Oh yeah, absolutely. I could definitely relate to like the whole like interviewing wrestlers when they're in the Indies and then seeing them kind of move on to you know the bigger stage and stuff like that. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with her, but um, I've had Cameron Brene on my show three times, and she's actually like a big fan of the show. Like she told me the last time I reported with her, she listens to my show all the time, and you know, and you know, due to the process of you know, me just having her on the show so many times, we ended up becoming you know pretty good friends. And now she is in NXT now, and I thought that's like the coolest thing. I know someone who's in NXT, and just seeing mm-hmm. her dream come true and stuff like that. And um, it's it's funny that you uh, you had mentioned um, Thunder Rosa TK because me and Emily were actually talking about her right before the recording, and I actually kind of have a funny story about this, and I'm kind of embarrassed, but like, okay, <laughs> when I first started interviewing wrestlers, Thunder mm-hmm. Rosa was, was one of the first ones I got, and this was when I just got into indies wrestling, so I wasn't like too familiar with a lot of the names out there at the time. Mm-hmm. So when I interviewed Sofia Lopez from Wow, she actually you know, asked me, she's like, Hey, do you want other women from WoW? And I was like, sure. So she's like, well, how about the Servatine? You know, sh- on the indie, she's mm-hmm. on Thunder Rosa. I was like, all right, cool. So I'm doing my research and I'm looking at, and looking up this girl, I'm like, she actually seems like a really big deal in the indies. Like, what am I getting myself into? Like, I was so nervous going into that interview. I was like, <laughs> holy smokes, this is like a big deal, you know? And wow. It's just like crazy. Like think, you know, seeing how much she's done, you know, she was a big deal then. And then, you know, mm-hmm. NWA mission pro AEW, all this kind of stuff. So just kind of seeing her grow even more. And it's just, it, it's fun doing, you know, like you all do the same thing, interviewing wrestlers and stuff like that. 
So I have a question for you all because I get this question a lot and I'm not going to ask you all it because I kind of, I don't like to answer it. People ask me all the time, what is your favorite interview? So I'm not going to ask you what your favorite interview is, but is there any interview that you've done that you're just like, holy smokes, I'm interviewing this person. Like I never thought I would ever, you know, be interviewing Uh, them. Like, I mean, I have mine. (laughs) TK, do you have yours? Uh, I have a couple. You can go first, Emily. Um, So I feel like all of us kind of realized how important the Trish Stratus interview was. And it was, I know TK was like three years in the making and your Canadian connection helped make that happen. And so I remember afterwards, I had a moment (laughs) where we were just talking about like Christmas trees and having popcorn and movie nights. Like we were friends already uh, in the interview. And that was a moment where I thought, wow, this is super special. We're doing really incredible things. And, um, I feel like the first time I had Thunder Rosa in studio at After Buzz was really incredible because she had two championships at the time. She mm-hmm. brought them into the studio. We got to see the belts live. That was amazing. Um, I mean, I know TK, you've had a million more than than I've had, but I feel like each interview was super special. And, and um, yeah, so those are some of the ones that stand out for me. Yeah, um, definitely agree. Trish Stratus was, was um, a, a highlight just because... Um, yeah, it was three or three years in the making. I'm not going to give you my secret because I don't want um, not necessarily interviews. I'll give you the secret after the interview, but I don't want people to figure out the secret and then they get bombarded and then like they never talk to me again. So um, but Church Stratus was amazing. Um, I definitely really um, hone in on the Canadian connection. There are a lot of female Canadian wrestlers out there. Um, so I really throw like, hey, I'm from Canada. Like, let's 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 collab. So that's really great. Um, and so, yeah, I always feel like, I don't know, like a, a, a double connection if they're Canadian. So like um, Rosa Mendez was amazing. Um, Chelsea Green, um, of course, Trish Stratus. I think the most like surreal moment was when I was on X-Pac show and I was sitting next to Steve Austin and he was like, we were like having a conversation in the midst of the interview. Like, like we were like chummy. He's like, isn't that funny? I was like, okay, this is what we're doing right now. Yeah, Um, this is a surreal moment. (laughs) Yeah, so it's it's really, it's really, you know, that's really cool. But I think, um, I don't know, I, 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 every, every interview is definitely, definitely great. Okay, Naomi, you talked to her and that was surreal for you. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. Your girl, that's, she's, that's your girl. <laughs> yeah, Naomi was good. Naomi's, oh yeah, I was trying to, so yeah, it's been like five years. So it's been a lot of interviews. Naomi was amazing. She came into studio. Um, so we interviewed uh, her and John and then uh, we had her back again. Yeah, we had a, a years, couple, yeah. couple years later. So that was really cool. I think it's just, um, it's a point where it's no longer, I really try to make the interviews not interviewee. Um, and I think that's what, why a lot of wrestlers come back. Um, It's not the, hey, we're gonna read through your Wikipedia page or whatever. I really wanna make sure that they have fun. That's the most important Mm -hmm. thing. And um, also that, um, you know, it's, we're we're not just a mon, like we just don't all love wrestling. Like we love wrestling, but we also have other things about us. So I try to really have that balance. And um, I think in having that balance, we have established some really great relationships with wrestlers and, you know, just like picking back into the last question, just seeing their rise. So I think to long story short, I'll narrow it down to Trish, Naomi, and Steve Austin. Okay. And I have to say with um, with Steve Austin, did you all 
also share a beer during the interview. He did. Yeah. Yeah, we I there's there's video on my Instagram somewhere, but we did. It was actually ironically, I think that was around Christmas time and Trish was around Christmas time. So there's something about Christmas time and big interviews that happen. So we'll see what happens for 2021. Yeah. I have my eyes on a few people that I'm, you know, uh, you know, harassing. So we'll see what happens. Absolutely. That sounds that sounds great though. Like I'm so jealous of all the interviews that you all had. Like I would just love to sit down with Stone Cold and have a beer or you know, interview Naomi and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I definitely agree with the whole like not making it feel like an interview kind of vibe because I mean some wrestlers do like that. They just want to do the QA and just kind of you know go on. But you know, a lot of wrestlers do like to actually have conversations and I seem like it seems like you know some of my best interviews is when we start talking about like video games. You know, that's when you know you see that you know, that spark and the little twinkle in their eye, like oh my god, we get to talk about this and that. And I think it's a right. lot fun. Um, and, and that's kind of like how I mean I'm sure you've seen, but like that's kind of how pro wrestling pets kind of happened mm-hmm. um, because literally ever all the animals kept crashing our interviews and everyone was so I mean. Uh, Sarah and I were so excited to see a cat or see a dog pop on. And so we were beaming and then the, the people- As if they'd never like, seen cats and dogs before. The, that's that's the, person, the part, that's the weird part. Yeah, the person <laughs> we were interviewing, were, they were really excited. And so then we, it, like it stemmed, so then that show stemmed out of just people's love for pets. And we just have conversations about who their pets are and what makes them happy and what, you know, and so what makes it, it's a very relatable show because we're not- necessarily that typical wrestling podcast yeah not talking about like how you started wrestling it's like no we all know that let's just talk about life and our pets and so it's it's another special thing that we get to do yeah oh and then also big e i'll throw big e into that mix oh yeah oh yeah and 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 your cocoa butter (laughs) and the cocoa butter yeah shout out to my cocoa my cocoa butter gets uh is getting some interviews for me so i appreciate it so shout out to my company if you want to grab some cocoa butter it has magical powers for some reason so you know, you can check. I need it out. to. I need to order some more. I'm missing. I'm missing <laughs> some. Run <Running> out. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but it's funny you mentioned like animals and cats and stuff like that because my co-host Brianna, every time she um you know does an interview with me, her she has two cats. They always make an appearance. Like they, she usually always sits on the, the end of her bed, and you'll see the cat just like slowly walking up from behind <laughs> her, and, and then like get right up in her face. It's, it's what happens, but it makes, you know, it makes for fun conversation because when you're pet parents, you know, you have a lot in common. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, like wrestlers, you know, they, they get, you know, all their interviews are usually wrestling questions. So it's, I'm sure they get really excited to talk about something that they're passionate about outside of wrestling. So I definitely mm-hmm. understand that. So now um, I wanted to kind of like, you know, start talking about like a little bit about like wrestling and stuff like that with you also. Um, Recently, we did see women for the second time main event WrestleMania. This was Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. So tell me a little bit about your thoughts on this match. Because like the one thing, like a lot of people like were kind of torn because everyone loves Bianca and everyone loves Sasha. It's rare Mm -hmm. for like people to cheer against either one. And me personally, I'm a big Sasha fan. I wanted her to hold the title until the day she retires. But then there's Bianca, who I love, and she deserves, you know, the title run. Um, it kind of always kind of irked me a little bit that WWE never put the NXT women's title on that her, part. So, that yeah. part, I agree with you. Sorry. So it's like, it's like, what do you do? Who do you cheer for? So tell me, like, your thoughts on this match and kind of what your mindset was going into it. Um, 
Well, I, I, I agree with you. I, I retweet everything you say. I agree with you. Um, I think my, my issue is that the, the timing was great, but there's also a lot of other female wrestlers in the locker room that WWE hasn't been pushing. And so, you know, because we cover women's wrestling, like I, when I watch wrestling, that's where my eyes go to. So it's just kind of like, <clears throat> excuse me, um, Bianca should have won the NXT. And, you know, there could have been other women that I was pushing. The, the match in itself was amazing. And um, like I say on every show, like I agree with you, I was cheering for both of them, but I don't know, there's some reason, I think because um, I knew of Bianca before she even got signed to NXT through track and through CrossFit, stuff like that. So I was aware of her and she had a presence about her before she was even a wrestler. So when I saw that she got signed to NXT, it was only inevitable that, cause if you make it to the CrossFit regionals, like you're not like you a strong chick, like there's no you. So when she was doing all these amazing things in NXT, it was like, okay, that, that transition is seamless. So I'm really happy for her. And I wanted her to win the belt because I feel like, I mean, technically she can go back down and get the NXT belt, but that magic is gone. Like, I feel like she should have, she should have definitely got that NXT belt and then moved to the main roster. And it could have been the same process, but I feel like you just that, that what could have been or that title next to your name is not there so long story short i really do um i love the match i think it was amazing i love the fact that they are main eventing um i did the match was so great that i didn't know who was gonna win so that to me is a really great match i'm like oh no it's definitely gonna sasha and then going back and forth but i'm happy that bianca has it and um it's well deserved and i'm sure sasha's gonna get it again we all we all know that so i'm not too worried but they do I don't know. I feel so, sometimes they treat Sasha like, well, you're going to get it back again. So, you know, just just let this person take it off your hands. And you, who, who knows? She might be shooting for Disney, too. So there's like so many factors. Either or, it was a great match. Um, have to be off. We got the belt. Yeah, I mean, it, it, we like TK and I both were watching it for our watch along. And we, you know, there was that really emotional moment when they both faced each other in the ring. And you know, lots of people got choked up because the historical just impact of that moment of these two women main eventing WrestleMania, like the weight of, I feel like lots of people watching were on their shoulders and they completely delivered. And, you know, I was more in the Bianca Belair uh, team <laughs> um, rooting for her because even though she didn't win the NXT Women's Championship, I feel like her momentum was so incredibly strong at the time that she left NXT and moved mm -hmm. to the main roster that they had to push her really, really far. Like she had her big Royal Rumble moment. She, you know, she proved herself, uh, you know, two years in a row. And then with her big win at Royal Rumble, like she like already placed, her, you know, her, um, how like how much she is an asset to the women's roster she already proved herself and I think her reign is going to be very significant I think she's going to continue to change um change the game um and yeah she's incredible she's she we've talked a, a lot about it before about how she is truly herself and she's unapologetically herself and you don't necessarily get that so much in wrestling where you have lots of glitz and glamour and stuff like that, but she is truly herself. And you see that in everything that she does. She's taken, you know, uh, her training for with CrossFit and track and field and, 
you know, her history of just her pure athleticism and strength and has put that in everything that she does. And so I think Bianca Belair is truly the next, uh, the next big star at WWE and she's going to continue to get belts. And this is just the beginning. And TK knows that I've said that since like NXT when she first debuted. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I could see Bianca being kind of like the rock of the women's division. Like she is just, she has so much star power. She looks like a star. She acts like mm-hmm. a star. And I remember mm-hmm. like, I don't know if you all remember back when um, during takeovers, like right before the takeover, they were record on um, dark matches and then they would put them on the following NXT episode. There was a dark match between Bianca Belair and Dakota Kai. And this was Bianca's like first time, um, competing in front of like an NXT crowd, very large stadium of, you know, full of people. And she came out just looking like a star, all this confidence. And I'm like, you know what? She's going to be a star because it's one thing competing at full sale in front of like a couple hundred people or how, however amount of people there. But when you're in like a large stadium, it's a completely different atmosphere. And she just came out just like looking like she owned the place. And I was like, she mm-hmm. is going to be a star. If WWE does not push her, they are missing out on this opportunity. Mm-hmm. And like you said, TK, like there's plenty of women who WWE has failed to push in the, in the, in the past and I was kind of getting a little worried are they going to do this with Bianca because they had constantly like pushed her to the side in NXT like it I thought she was going to get added to that Wrestlemania match with um Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley as a triple threat and they didn't they literally pushed her out and I was like really scared and then when she came up the raw she kind of was just like you know Montez's wife like she wasn't her own thing and eventually yeah. they finally like built her up and they finally everything. did yeah so and i think it was in all good time and at the same time because i understand you know you got that mainstream crowd in wwe you need to kind of introduce the characters exactly like- i think they did it they did it i think in the best way that i think they could like they slowly introduced her and slowly made like the mainstream fans appreciate what she does and what she brings to right uh, WWE so I feel like they did like you're right it did at first kind of they introduced her in an interesting way where like she wasn't necessarily her, her individual uh, uh, persona and stuff like that um, she was attached to her husband but I feel like she broke apart obviously broke apart from that and mm-hmm. is changing kind of what that means exactly and like the other thing too is like i know nxt is a lot bigger now than it was back in the day mm-hmm. but a lot of fans get a little upset when someone comes from nxt to raw or smack them and they don't push them to the moon right away like you need to take that time because i remember back in the day when Paige came up and won that divas title immediately i was really excited because i was a fan of nxt i was a big page fan but a lot of people didn't know who she was and they're kind of like who the hell right. is this girl you know yeah. you know and you know beating aj and you know, that, that I also crazy. think that's the, the fault of uh, WWE. I think I had said this. Uh, we have a news thing on IG Live, and I had said this like NXT UK. Like, there's a lot of people who don't know what's going on. I don't even know what's going on to the point. And it's like, why can't WWE on their SmackDown or Raw even do a 30 second montage of what's going on? If you did a 30 second montage of, you know, when Bianca was at um at nxt or when Paige was at nxt and now you're at least like okay well this is what also is happening and if you thought you know if you gravitate to this person the person's look or the person's outfit or the moves the person made then it might you know prompt you to go and watch nxt and to like see but if you don't if you don't go and go go to those platforms yourself 
and you just watch Raw and SmackDown, you have no idea like there is an NXT that exists. So I, I think you know WWE is definitely doing um, those two brands a disservice um, by not ten seconds shoot a just post the picture of the champion like do something so that people like know what's going on. I think to to kind of get back to to Bianca Belair and and I know we talked about how there's we're upset about NX about her not getting an NXT uh, championship run. I think that I think there is the possibility that she gets all the other belts in the main roster and then comes back comes back and gets the NXT one. We've seen it happen. Um, you know, uh, Finn Balor. Has it's not the same. Back. It's but the thing is, like, it, I, but I feel like it's like getting your high school elevated. degree when you're 35. Like, okay, that's great. I'm happy for but you. We, we can't congratulations. Think of NXT, we can't think of NXT as a de- developmental brand anymore because it's it. Well, it, no, uh, I'm not even saying it's a developmental brand. It's just like they missed out on the opportunity. It's just kind of like you missed out on the opportunity I, to graduate when you were 18 and you know, walk the stage there. and be youthful. I think it's still there. Yeah, but you know, again, you can get your high school degree at 35, and I'm proud of you. But it's not the same feeling. You've done lived, you've done lived pretty much half your life. So, I mean, I agree with you. I hope she, I hope she does get all the belts, and I think she definitely is a position too. But um, yeah, it's not. It'd be like y'all could have done it. You could have did that. 10 years ago exactly because like um, (laughs) i know charlotte flair won the nxt women's title when she was down there but when she won it again it just didn't feel it it just didn't feel right to me because nxt even though it is its own brand it still feels like underground to me it still feels like that hardcore fan thing and charlotte flair had gotten so mainstream it just didn't feel like she really fit well with that brand even though it the, the possibility of all the dream matches like you know her and eo had a great match and it's just, it just, to me, it still has its own identity. And even though it's not developmental, it's still like that hardcore fan kind of stuff. And what, you know, when you introduce like a mainstream wrestler into it, it just kind of feels a little off. I mean, that's just, that's just me, honestly. Yeah, it's, we'll all, di- we'll all have different opinions, you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But um, now the next topic I wanted to move on to, um, the AEW women's division. Now, I know for a while they really weren't pushing them too well, but I know as of late they have. And I just want to get your opinion on, like, what are some of your favorite wrestlers in AEW and what are some of the wrestlers that you want to see become, like, really big stars in the future? Um, well, first I'll shout to Britt Baker because it's just her birthday. Um, so definitely like, I love seeing where she's going and I feel like the sky is the limit for her. Like she's been around for a minute. So like she's been in the indie scene, so she's not brand new, but I like the way that AEW is, is pushing her. Um, I want to say Thunder Rosa, but I don't know, like, I'm dying to know what these contracts look like behind the scenes. So I don't know, like, I know she's technically part of NWA, so I don't know if you can say she's part of AEW, but I really want to see, you know, I, I in in a dream sequence if Thunder Rosa is part of AEW I really want to see them she, they, they have been pushing her but I want to see her get that championship um so that there's that but then Jade Cargill she came out of you know she didn't come out of nowhere because she's been working hard and that's very obvious given her body but um I'm really liking the fact um they're slowly pushing her and they're allowing her to grow at the same time um and um red velvet of course so like kind of the top women um i I think when i like see people on twitter and you know people ask me questions like you know comparing AEW to wwe it's just kind of like 
bro, AEW just oh. came along. That's just like comparing a brand new baby to it's a 15 year old. Apples to oranges, you can't, you know. Yeah. So um, I, I think the women's division does have, um, they, they need to, you know, still develop women, but they just started. So what they're doing thus far, um, I'm really, I'm really happy with. And they're, and again, they're, they're just starting five years from now, 10 years from now, it's going to be a whole different division. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just appreciate the process and appreciate what they're doing now. And then, you know, watch and enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I have to say TK, like we've, we've kind of talked a lot about the, the top women of, of AEW and who, who we've seen grown or, you know, over the last, uh, the last year or so. And, you know, Britt Baker is a, is a favorite of ours, you know, Thunder Rosa, of course, like the match they had a while ago was probably the best match of the year. Um, Mm-hmm. up there with uh with Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair like it like it it teared it like it, people were talking about it for weeks and still are talking about it um I feel like they're still trying to figure out how to to um how to handle their championship um reigns and um kind of that kind of tournament and stuff like that and who will be next in in line um I'm excited to see what happens with Tay Conti because I feel like she's grown a lot um, Mm -hmm. in the last few months and has been given a lot of opportunity to be uh, in front of uh, the AW audience. Um, uh, 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 Layla Hirsch is a new signee and I'm excited about her style and excited what she brings to the women's division. Um, There's also also like AEW Dark and that's, um, there's a whole other group of women that are involved in that. And I'm excited for like Kylan King and uh, Alex Gracia. They're, they're all MPW people too. So I'm, I'm kind of like biased there. <laughs> um, we have Maddie Renkowski, which is a favorite as well at AEW. And yeah, there's just some incredible women that are like rising stars that yeah. are kind of honing the craft and you know they get to do that every week on dark or dynamite and it's awesome well now they and have all AW those elevation. women and all those women you named were on the show go figure look how yeah. look how <laughs> look how magical powers we what, what we're doing out here super magic <laughs> but yeah like you mentioned um tk you mentioned the thunder rosa yeah like she's you know she's amazing i know she's not a technically a part of their roster um she mentioned to me at, when i interviewed her last week that you know she you know wasn't a part so i'm assuming she does one of those like paper appearance kind of things but i definitely want to see her win the title i, I think it will happen I, I think it's inevitable that she'll definitely hold the title at least once yeah. um that match with Britt baker like it was definitely a match of the year i feel like it's going to be hard to top that match um I I'm personally like a really big fan of like hardcore matches and stuff like that. And I love thumbtacks. <laughs> like anytime I see a wrestler grab that little bag, I always get really excited. And I've, I've been preaching on wanting to see this match for women um, on television. I'm sure it's happened mm-hmm. on the Indies plenty of times, but I've never seen a televised women match, you know, with thumbtacks and just all that. And well, you know, it went well because Mick Foley was talking about it. If like the hardcore match king is talking about it on Twitter, mm-hmm. you know that it's a really good match. 
And what like impressed me is when Britt Baker got slammed into those thumbtacks, they kept going. Like it, it, that wasn't the end of the match. Like they still were going and doing more, you know, more stuff. I was like, wow, like you gotta be tough as nails. You know, I, I, I couldn't do that. Like you put like two thumbtacks in me. I'm, I'm done. Like tough as tough as thumbtacks. Tough, tough as thumbtacks. Absolutely. Um, when in their women's division, I definitely like. I, I'm a big Jade fan. I want to see her get pushed to the moon. She has everything, you know. She calls herself the total package, and she is like she has it all: the look, um, the size, the strength, you know, the charisma, the promo. Um, I know she's still learning in the ring, but everything I've seen with her in the ring, I like. Like she seems mm-hmm. to be very smooth. She knows what she's doing. Um, I'm glad they're taking their time with her. And I, I like how they booked her kind of like Ronda Rousey. Her first match was the mixed tag team match. And they did the same with Jade. I felt like that was a good way to introduce her. Um, I, I definitely think the sky's the limit for her. And just like I said, with Bianca, like I think that she has, you know, the the potential to be mainstream big. It wouldn't surprise me if, you know, it, when her contract ends, if WWE offers her like a massive contract to bring her. Oh, yeah. I mean, she was like on Ellen and she she was she's been doing the loop and not a lot of wrestlers get that opportunity. So it's 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 inevitable. It's definitely going to happen. And it just like it boggles my mind because I heard that she tried out with WWE in the past. And I understand she was very green at the time from what I've heard. But it's like her look alone, you think they would still bring her in to find something for a ring announcing backstage interview, something. So it's like, well, that that was a missed opportunity on their end. But I also understand they have thousands of people try out for their company every year and they can't bring Mm -hmm. in everyone. So one of those situations. But yeah, so um. I know, Emily, you kind of already answered this question before I asked, but I wanted to ask you all about like women from AEW Dark who, you know, are are obviously not signed to the actual roster. What is one female from AEW Dark that you all really like, even if they've only made like one appearance that you really think could be a big star in AEW? Oh, my gosh. I, I hate myself because we had her on the show and I can't think of her name. It was um, the queen from Alaska. Do you remember Emily? Um, Damn. Uh, queen from Alaska. Uh, oh my Damn. Gosh. I, I need to look it up. Because um, I feel like she has like the best, like a really great look. This is terrible. But when you do so many interviews. Um, oh, Freya the Slayer. That's it. There you go. Yeah, my brain, uh, my brain turned on. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I feel like uh, I feel like she has the look. She's different, and um, and she's like very like tall. Like I, I just she's she's different than the rest of the roster. And I feel like eventually we're gonna see her on like the the dynamite side. What about you, Emily? I know you mentioned like a um, few names, but what would be your like your top? Oh my goodness. Um, I mean. I don't know if I have, <laughs> I don't know if I have a top top. Um, I mean, I feel like Maddie Gronkowski is incredible. She has the look and I mm-hmm. know she's still- The attitude. She, the attitude, she's she's kind of newer to the business. And so I feel like this is a great platform for her to learn and grow. Um, uh, Lindsay Snow is kind of incredible as well. Um, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I like totally blanked on, on who I said. <laughs> Um, just retweet yourself from 10 minutes ago yeah like, whatever i said 10 minutes ago um, yeah I'm whatever like that. just just go back there <laughs> <laughs> uh, see for me i'm gonna say she just it was just last week i'm um, sky blue 
she has been making up yes. big name for herself on the indies mm-hmm. she actually like when i i had her on my show and that episode blew up and it got over 1500 views and i'm thinking like wow nice. like people really like this girl and just that little wink that she did on tv um just like just she just oozes with confidence and i just i just see like a big star out of her i love the look with the baseball cap you know backwards and stuff like that i i think that you know she's gonna be a big star somewhere wwe aw impact mm-hmm. like someone's gonna gobble her up and notice her because you know she's making you know a lot of noise and yeah. i know um gcw i sponsor them a lot they're they're really high on her as well yeah i love yes. how diverse the aw women's roster is like mm-hmm. not only by like backgrounds and personalities but um like you said there's there's like the 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 diva look and then also like a, you know the opposite Alila Hirsch. yeah Alila Hirsch versus you know like Maddie it's like okay mm-hmm. very different very different styles but they have the competitive athleticism to like take them really far so I love how it's it's incredibly diverse and well-rounded exactly there's a wrestler you know in on that roster for everyone because everyone has their own kind of taste on what kind of style they like whether it's in ring or character or something like that so they have a little bit of everything there so um yeah tk and emily that um that wraps up all the topics that i had for all y'all i just want to thank you both for joining uh, me today on o-face wrestling thanks for having us thanks for having us Absolutely. Did you want to share your social media with all the listeners so they know where to find y'all? Yeah, uh, so you can definitely check out our website, www.talkpod.com. We have a ranking um, blog out there that's really, really cool. I I definitely suggest you guys go and check it out, comment, all that good stuff. Um, All our social media, www.talkpod, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, And uh, we have a show, we have an interview show show every other Tuesday and then we have our pet show every other Monday and then we have commentary and just a lot of stuff happening um so make sure you just check all of that out and then also we have news which is our IG live on news every Thursday at six o'clock six o'clock <laughs> I was like wait was it four and then you can follow me on everything at TK Trinidad just google me and everything yeah. will pop up Thanks, TK. Um, yeah, you can follow me on all social platforms at Emily May Heller. And if you guys have a wrestler that has a pet, let me know. We uh, are trying to always look for new wrestlers that want to highlight their pets. <laughs> I know Heather Monroe loves cats, so that's one wrestler. She was our see. first episode. She oh, was, you already had her. Okay. We already yeah. had her on. <laughs> well, if you haven't had her, another one is um, Nina Monet. When I interviewed her, her dog was in her face the whole interview, pretty much. So that's uh, another one I could, you know, suggest to you. All right, I'll have to write write that name down and uh, reach out. <laughs> all righty, sounds good. And uh, yeah, and make sure that you all give us a sub on YouTube, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Thank you all for joining us today, and you all have a great day. Ciao.